Welcome to Imperfect Action with Brock Edwards. And of course, this is the podcast where we're looking for ideas and information and inspiration on ways that really we can play bigger, that we can find different ways to get out of our own way, and whether that's in business or in life. And uh, today's guest, we, we have uh, Maya Neducic, and I know I just butchered your last name, Maya, because we were practicing it before I hit record, and that's not a way that I said it any of the times <laughs> before. Um, so so Maya is actually joining the show from, from Serbia. Uh, very excited. was referred to me by Alexander Karouf, a uh, previous guest. And so Maya, uh, let me have you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and we'll take the conversation from there. Of course. Thank you so much. So as you said, um, my name is Maya Neducic. <laughs> I work as a chief people officer in Vega IT company. That is a software development company from Novi Sad, Serbia, and not to be confused with Siberia. Um, I am a psychologist and chief people officer title is actually our way of not using HR term because we do not believe that our colleagues are our resources, they are our values. So um, my title now is Chief People Officer, and I used to be Human Value Manager. All right. Yeah, that's always a, a complicated one. Human resources sounds so sterile, not as bad as personnel, but it, it, it never really describes the, the value that it, that it can bring to the organization and... Um, really what, what it's about. You know, I, I always believe that business gets done for, through, and by people, uh, period. You know, that there, there's no business model that doesn't include people. And so what do you do at, at Vega IT that's uh, different in your approach to HR or, or different in your approach to, to people, basically? Well, we do, you know, we do a lot and a lot of stuff. First of all, I would like to say that, um, you know, being in HR, and I will use that term now, uh, is like being a housewife. Uh, you have a lot of work. You need to make sure everything is going smoothly. And you don't have like measurable and visible results instantly. And because of that, people usually think that your job can be done by anyone or maybe the praise for your job done is missing. But if you do not do something or you miss out of something, then you realize that you were actually doing something and that you are worthy. Let's say it in this way. Uh, you don't see that a house is vacuumed every day, right? Um, until one day it isn't. And then you realize someone has been vacuuming it for every day until that day. So it's pretty much hard to explain what I am doing. Um, I would like to emphasize that the, my most important thing is to talk to our colleagues. First of all, we call them colleagues. We do not call them employees. That's the first difference. One of the things that I do is that I have one-on-one -on -one sessions with my colleagues. I have um, three or four uh, sessions a day per day uh, they last from an half an hour to an hour and i just use those uh, sessions to speak to people to talk to people to to hear them out to to um to um 
do my best to get to know them better, to maybe answer some doubts they have, uh, and to let them know that their voices are being heard. Also, I am the part of a selection process. I am a facilitator of soft skills trainings we do. Um, I am organizing team buildings, and a lot and a lot of stuff because I started working here uh, four years ago and we have we had uh, 40 colleagues and now we have 170. So I do a lot, wow. a lot, a lot of stuff. And that, that's pretty rapid growth. So these one-on-one sessions, um, is that something that you invite the, the, the colleagues to or is that something that they sign up to do? How, how does that well, work? Yeah. Uh, Well, I usually send them an invite. They know that one of my main job responsibilities is to talk to them. So they know that we have those kind of sessions. So I ask them, are you willing to talk to me today? Uh, They usually say yes, no, but they actually turn me down. Uh, We sit in um, one quiet space, uh, one room that we have actually First, let me say that we don't have walls. We have glass walls. We are some kind of the open space. So that room uh, is the only room room that has curtains uh, so that their focus is on me and my focus is on them. And I ask them questions like, okay, so how was your onboarding process or uh, are you getting enough feedback for your work? Uh, I ask them about their needs, about relationships with their team leads. Um, is there anything that uh, influenced their happiness at work? It actually gives them reassurance that their voices are uh, will be heard and that we as a company will do anything Actually, anything, anything in our, in our power to make them feel happy and um, satisfied. Yeah, that's a little bit different than most companies, uh, at least that I've found that, that that focus on helping the employees be, be happy. I, and, you know, I was looking at some of the, the videos uh, actually on Facebook about Vega IT's company culture, and it, it seems to be very different than most organizations. Where, where does that where does that come from? Uh, the, the idea to do the culture so differently than people would normally think of an IT firm as being. Yes. Well, you know, uh, we, our founders uh, truly believe in happiness and amazing work environment is actually created from the top. So founders of our company truly believe in happiness at work. They are leading us with happiness uh, and they are doing that uh, from the beginning. And because you have been talking to Alexander, you know, you must know that you just can't step into the office one day and say, okay, from now on, we are going to work on happiness at work. It actually doesn't go that way. It goes totally different. Um, they had a vision to make uh, a happy workplace where people will come uh, to work every single day and feel inspired, motivated, happy. And uh, that kind of vision and mission is lasting for 10 years now. And it is a big part of what our company is successful now in nowadays. And 
if they hadn't been doing that from the beginning, I think it would be really, really hard to just step one day into the office and say, okay, we are going to do things differently now. Happiness is actually the main drive for our organizations. And pretty much every day we do something meaningful and worth it in order to make our colleagues feel special because they really are special. They are our um, most important value of our business. Yeah, you know, a lot of organizations say that, but uh, very few live it, the, certainly not to the level that, that Vega IT is. Um, you, you mentioned that you do something every day that, that's meaningful. I can give me some examples. What what are some of those things? Of course, I will give you five or six of them. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, well, uh, as I'm saying this, I'm sitting in my office, which is filled with 2,000 balloons. We made a surprise for our colleagues and I have balloons everywhere. People are playing with them. They are all orange because our main, um, our brand color is, is orange. But uh, let me say what we do also. So um, I guess that we all like our birthdays and we love surprises. So uh, we do, we have a calendar with all our colleagues' birthdays. Then we ask team members to write down birthday wishes and collect them in the jar. The jar is left on colleagues' desk the night before the birthday and excitement erupts on the day of the birthday because they come in to step into the office and see that jar and try to read all the, those wishes and they feel happy um, because we have celebrated their birthday in that way. Uh, one of the things that we uh, have done in the past for quite a while is a quiz called um, quiz called uh, guess who's in the photo and we gather photos uh, when we were kids and we host that quiz uh, we just set um, picture on our wall and we ask people okay who is that colleague can you guess who that colleague is mm -hmm. and then we can get to know each other better um, a few Actually, uh, last year and a few months ago, we have organized parents' meetings. So uh, we have invited our parents, siblings, uh, pretty much the entire family to come and see our office space to introduce them to the founders and just have a great time. And the parents uh, had the chance to speak to the founders and ask them about um, how the company is being run and stuff like that. Uh, I think that I'm mostly proud of one program called Most Inspiring Act of Kindness. And the purpose is to praise the good deeds of our colleagues aimed to other colleagues. Um, this could be a commendation of a colleague who has helped you personally with something or a commendation of someone's kind gesture towards someone else. For example, somebody noticed that a colleague was having a tough time with a work-related task and they decided to stay with that, this person after working hours in order to help. And um, maybe you have noticed that one of your colleagues is being um, attentive and making the office atmosphere more pleasurable through small gestures and surprises. And then you can nominate the, that person for most inspiring act of kindness. So the aim of the program is to celebrate good deeds, not just colleagues, but their good deeds. Um, what can I say we also do? Um, yeah, uh, 
we have a lot of uh, colleagues which are young and they are still changing their apartments. So <laughs> a few times uh, our founder just took his car and we helped them move from uh, one flat to another. Oh, wow. uh, we also, yeah, they did that. Uh, we also uh, have written culture book. Culture book can be found or, on our website. Um, and we have uh, written down everything you need to know about our company. But the most important thing is that uh, we create culture together. So uh, our differences make us so special and unique. And that culture book helps you um, stay on, on the line with our culture, but also uh, help you at your first day at work. So onboarding process is being run smoothly. We also believe that our the values are being run. And CEO, it doesn't run the company. You know, our values uh, run the company. So we try to do things uh in order to help people guide themselves through those values. Like we uh, set examples of how can you uh, be better at your job or we are providing mentors, uh, we are organizing soft skills and technical knowledge sharing events and stuff like that. Now, those are fantastic examples. I, I thought I knew most of the, the novel ways that organizations build culture. And you, you listed several there that I've never even heard of before. And I think that is so cool. Um, yeah. So, let, well, so let me ask this. Uh, so the founders believe in happiness and, and you've, you've already kind of started to answer my next question, which is that, you know, a company culture is fairly easy at, at the start when it's just a few people, it's very easy for the founders to influence culture, but as an organization grows, particularly as one that grows as rapidly as yours has, it can be tougher to, to maintain that culture or to keep it growing in the, in the direction that you want to grow. Um, now you've already mentioned several things that you do. One is just kind of the, the ongoing events and then the culture book, which I love that idea to help people understand kind of where, where it's been, what's expected and um, how things work around there. What, have there been any growing pains just as the company has grown in, in trying to bring new people on and, and still maintain or, or grow the, the happiness culture? Well, I would say no. We had some difficulties uh, because we have grown rapidly. We are employing, I think, four or five people a month now. But um, the culture, psychologically said, um, the culture, if you don't, do not behave like most of the people do, the group will just reject you. It goes like that. So if you are behaving in the different way that other people, is, uh, others are behaving, you are not going to be part of the team and people will recognize that, that and you will not, not going to feel comfortable in that kind of uh, office and premises. So, so not that not not that the colleagues are shunning the person, just that they they, they would feel uncomfortable and not like yeah. they fit in. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. And you said you'd been there uh, about four years at the organization. 
and so- it sounds like your your role has grown a bit. Um, what are you most looking forward to as the organization grows? Uh, I mean, what what kind of culture or happiness projects are on the horizon? A lot. <laughs> Just let me think, please, for for a minute. <laughs> now we have a, a lot of stuff, but the first thing that came to my mind as you asked that question is something called Star Conference. Uh, that idea actually came from me. I had an epiphany, like I I wanted to create a conference, which is going to be from colleagues to colleagues. So. Um, Speakers are our colleagues. Contributors or organization is run by our colleagues. And the audience is only our colleagues or are only our colleagues. And that is the way that people can actually step outside the comfort zone. You know, if if you're nervous in giving a public speech, uh, then this is a comfortable zone. You know, they're... Those are the people that you know, and you can um, step in front of them and just uh, say things that comes to your mind and feel comfortable speaking uh, about some technical things, even though you don't have a lot of experience and stuff like that. For the contributors, uh, they had a chance to uh, do something different than they do every day. Like we had people who are developers and they made videos uh, about speakers. They, they never did that. And the Star Conference actually gave, uh, gives them a space to show their creativity and everything they dreamed of. That, that is the, the kickoff, like, like that, that's the start. And the Star Conference is actually, uh, this, this is the second year, yeah, the second year we have uh, organized it. And it's going to be a tradition. It's going to be uh, some of the things we will do in the following years. Um, we are also an organization that truly believes that the self-development is something that is most important. And we are a learning organization. We invest a lot of our resources into mentoring, educations, and knowledge sharing. So we invite external uh, facilitators to come and teach us um, anything that I can't teach my colleagues, like, I don't know, leadership uh, training or emotional intelligence and stuff like that. So we do those things. Uh, And let me think what we are going to do next. Mm, Yeah, Uh, we are going to... Uh, we organize a family day. We're going to invite uh, our colleagues to invite their families into our premises and uh, cook some meals. And then we will see who is the best cook. Yeah, so so that's that's great stuff. And well, one of the things that you had said that, that I found interesting, um, now it's something that I, I believe, but it, it seems like Vega has done it better than most companies. And, and that's just that, uh, you know, the, the, the colleagues that feel happy, feel satisfied, feel fulfilled, um, tend to do better. And, and as a consequence, the organization tends to do better. And, and that's a little counterintuitive, I think, uh, 
particularly here here in the states anyway, you know, where where the focus is very much on output versus um, all, all everything you're describing can feel more like a distraction from getting the great results. And yet what you're describing to me is that all these things contribute to the great results. Exactly. You know, did Alexander told you about what are the two things that are influencing happiness at work, uh, results and relationships. And we put relationships first. So if we have a good relationship, we will do better at our work. We will be better at our work and we will uh, have greater results and you know what the people people are now getting to know that because people in serbia actually do not believe in happiness at work you know that we are country which have i don't know i'm 30 years old and i have been to two or three wars so far and can you imagine how my parents feel when i come home and say you know i'm happy at work and they were like no you can't be happy who can be happy at their job? But we are proving them wrong because we build great relationships. We have great results. Let me say it like this. Uh, we guide our colleagues in the path of nourishing great relationships with our clients through quality of the things that we do. So uh, we invest in them. We guide them. And I would say that those two things have provided us to grow for more than 10 years. We do not have sales department. Do you believe that? We do not sell our services. The way we get things done provide us more work and more projects. That's the only way that we get more jobs. We have figured out that long ago that our value is our, our, our colleagues and if we invest in them, it will just get back to us. So, so I'm kind of, kind of a mind blown moment here. So, um, what, you know, one, you mentioned you don't have a sales department. That that alone is big enough, and um, we may be able to dig into that. But you you also mentioned so within your lifetime, you, your your country's been through three wars, and that kind of removes like all excuses for like anyone else to go, yeah, you know, there's just nothing to be happy about. You know, I'm having a bad day. Um, you, you know, that, that, that is just amazing that the, the country could go through that. And yet, you know, as you mentioned that the, the focus is not just on stability or showing up and doing your job, but on really creating this amazing, happy environment where, where people want to be and where people are able to thrive, where you're investing in people. So, I mean, you mentioned that your, your parents are even saying, no, you know, you can't be happy at work, you know. So how do you, how do you hire? How do you find people who fit in with, with your culture? Uh, great question, first of all. Uh, we, try, we believe that you need to find uh or person who is a culture fit. And even though if he or she doesn't have technical skills, we can teach them. We invest in them in that way so we can teach them. Um, we ask them questions. We are comparing their answers with um, thoughts and behaviors of our um, colleagues. Most of our colleagues are like that. You know, if you are saying that you are not in, 
at the interview of you saying that you are a person who is uh, goal oriented or maybe you just like to work on your own you don't like teams then you are not for for us you know you will not be culture fit mm-hmm. uh, if you say that you are willing to share your knowledge that you're willing to do um, beyond the things that your job description says then you are culture fit for us. And we have a a lot of, you know, in Serbia, actually, let me say it like this. In Novi Sad, you have over uh, 2,000 IT companies. 2,000. And around five or maybe more, um, excuse me, 205,000 people are working in IT company. So, and a lot of them actually know about Vega IT and they know about the things that we do. And when they come to our office and come to the interview, they say, I would like to work for you because I hear you are doing great job with your colleagues. You talk to them. You don't hide anything from them. You know, we have a platform called uh, Anonymous Platform um, here at our website that our colleagues can um, set just an anonymous questions and they ask us a lot of stuff and then or they criticize our us and then we say okay let's gather together and uh, just we will answer your questions and if you have more questions feel free to ask us anything you ask us will be answered so we are transparent yeah wow. we do we do stuff like that very, very, very transparent. Uh, well, that sounds like a, a very high percentage of people in IT in, in Serbia. Um, is there something about the country that lends itself to having that industry being so big? Or am I just misjudging the numbers? No, is, is it actually just... you're not misjudging the numbers. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at, at answering this question, but let me say like this. Our, um, in our country or our fees are not as high as in other European countries. And I think that is why um, IT in, in Serbia is blooming now. Uh, but th- that's one thing. But I think the second thing is that our education is really good. Our colleagues are really good at what they do. We have a fantastic um colleges here in Novi Sad, which teach them um, about IT. We are really great at that. At that. Yeah, that, well, that makes sense. Um, so, all right, so I've got to go back to my other question here because I am really curious because we we're talking about results and yet Vega has chosen to really focus on people and developing the people and creating a happy workplace and to the extent of not having a sales department. So h- how do you sell stuff without a sales department? How does that work? Uh, word of mouth. That, that, uh, how we okay. do it. Um, our clients are from uh, Western European countries. And they actually, I don't know how they know about us. Uh, or they just, uh, you know, if you are, a project manager in one IT company, let's say in, in Holland, then you change your company and start working for another company. Uh, 
you will ask Vega to to do some business for you because you had like good relationship with us. You saw the great results. And even though they are changing their companies, they're not changing us as a providers. So only word of mouth. Wow. That, so not, not, not only is this a, a happy environment, a nice place to work in, but it's also a place where you're creating really outstanding results. I mean, that's the only way that word of mouth works. You know, it's not just about being a happy place to work that, that you are actually seeing not just okay results from it, but, but really outstanding results. If you have people recommending, you, you know, several countries away, if you have people when they change companies, they, they take you with them. Um, I, I guess I don't really have a question there. That's really just more, you know, kudos and congratulations. That That is amazing. Thank you, Thank you so much. Well, I, I, so I'm kind of stumbling over my words here as there's so many things I do want to ask you as, as we're starting to wrap up here, but you know, what, one of the things that you had said but before we, we actually got on and started recording uh, that, that really impressed me, so I, I hope you don't mind me sharing this uh, a little bit, was just that um, for, for you even uh, co- coming onto the podcast was, was just moving outside the comfort zone. Um, you know, a, a chance to, to practice English in, in ways that you may nor- normally not get to dur- during your, you know, r- regular work. So... Um, and I, I just lo- love that approach that, yes, I am going to push myself. I'm going to challenge myself. I mean, you know, that the name of the podcast is Imperfect Action because the, the idea is really, you know, don't worry about making it perfect. Take the action, figure it out as you go, make it better as you go. Um, but challenge yourself, push yourself to do that. And um, so, uh, again, I, I guess there's not really a question there, just just a kudos. And, uh, you know, I that inspires me when I see people stretching themselves that way. Um, and I, and I just really, really appreciate that because I think everyone listening to it can relate to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do something that challenges me. I'm going to do something that scares me a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, I think, I think that's where, where the goodness lies. Um, so if people want to connect with you, uh, how, how would they find well, you? Well, the, the, one of the things that we do is that we answer every single email that comes, uh, to us, so that is sent to us, so people can go to vegaity.rs. That is uh, R, like Republic of Serbia, um, and they can find me as, as, if they type uh, Maya Neducic or Neducic. And you have like contact at vegaity.rs or maya at vegaity.rs and they can just send me an email and I will answer as soon as I can. And I just wanted to say one thing, um, you know, as a psychologist, I know that you can't change change your thoughts. You can't change your emotions. Only thing you can change is your behavior. So the thoughts and emotions will catch up. And that's why I start, I agree on being your guest here because I'm changing something. I'm, I'm changing my behavior and I'm going to be happy afterwards. That That's amazing. I, I love that um, so, so, so much. Just, you know, like I say, I, I get inspired when I see people challenge themselves that way. And um so anyway, and well, my, my last question for you then, and a question I always like to ask my guests is just simply what, 
what can the what can the audience do to help you? Well, happiness is out there. I want to let them know that they have to be brave enough to get to know and embrace it. And that's actually it's that that's the way that they will help me. Be brave to be happy. Love it. And we will end it right there. So I, I encourage the, the audience, uh, anyone listening, everyone listening, uh, send Maya an email if you'd like. She got some brilliant ideas. Uh, would love to dig into more, uh, but also would love to hear from you at, you can email me at imperfect action podcast, all one word, imperfect action podcast at gmail.com. Or of course, hit me up on Twitter at Brock Edwards. Would love to hear your thoughts, your questions, uh, just the, the very different way that Vega is approaching people and the organization and creating results and the ideas behind that. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Let me know. Hey, thank you for listening to Imperfect Action today. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What what are you going to take from the show and put into action in your life right now today to help you move forward? Hit me up in the comments or on Twitter. I'm dying to hear how is this show helping you to move forward? Now, one of the things I want to mention was that today's episode was brought to you by Nutrafit. Now, I tried Nutrafit's whey protein supplement after meeting the founder and hearing about his journey and his commitment to quality. I like to support up-and-coming businesses, so I gave it a try, and I was really amazed at it. Now, I've had a lot of different protein drinks, but what made Nutrafit different is, one, that it mixes immediately, and also that the chocolate flavor actually tasted like chocolate. You know, so often they taste that like some kind of chemical engineering science project rather than just like food. And on top of that, Nutrafit has no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives, Plus, it includes probiotics, and I find it to be easy on the stomach. Now, the true taste test of it all is that my teenage daughter even likes it. She often has a shaker cup in the morning just on her way to school. Now, there are a lot of supplement brands on the market, but I do want to mention that Nutrafit happens to be my personal favorite. And as a listener of Imperfect Action, you get 15% off of any order. When you're at checkout, after you've picked out your products, just use the code TAKEACTION. And that's written as one word, just take action at checkout. Now, my personal favorite, and I'm not trying to influence you here, but is the double chocolate whey protein. And you can order right on Nutrafit's website. That's N-U-T-R-I-F-I-T-T. There's two T's in there. So Nutrafit.net. And let me know what you think.